0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 14 of Walk On Radio. Man, Humph, you thought this was your week. You were a little you were a little excited because we had some big differences, but in the end, once again, I've won. But man, we had a rough week in Pick'em. There were a lot of a lot of games that we did not expect. What happened this week? Honestly, um, you know, you, you you got another game on me this week, so your your
1: lead is to five, but uh I don't even I don't even know if it's worth being proud of this week, Dalton, because you were five for you were five and five, and I was four and six. Uh, that is obviously not very good. So, we're we're gonna have to step it up this week
0: if we uh, you know want to keep our credibility. Yeah, there was a game that we're gonna talk about later that I had a uh, I put all my marbles in and I, I I spoke a truth that I thought was gonna happen and wow I was embarrassed. We're gonna get into that later, but first let's start off with some Sam Houston State University news, and I know y'all see because y'all be on Twitter and y'all see our boy. Ryan Humphries, he was a part of a little photo shoot, a little special thing that we had. We had our, our uniforms finally revealed because, we, you know, we got a new logo. So you got to come with new jerseys, and we finally got to see them. So, Ryan, talk to me about the jerseys. What do you like? What do you dislike? Are they better than the ones from before? And uh, how did it feel to be one of the guys in the photo shoot? I know that's a big deal, especially coming from, you know, the walk on life that we've spoken at before.
1: Yeah, so first off, you know, about the jerseys, uh, I love them. And, and honestly, the perception that I've gotten from them, uh, from, from other people, has been nothing but positive. Uh, I think overall, you know, the simplicity of them allows us to kind of get creative uh, in the sense that we can, you know, do a lot of different combinations, you know, white on white, orange on orange, orange tops, white bottoms, and, and et cetera. And so I'm a big fan. Uh, the The quality of the uniforms is great. You know, we got a new Under Armour deal this last year, and so I'm pretty sure that we get the uh, the high dollar stuff now. And so, definitely a fan. Uh, our new logo, and new branding is is certainly growing on me. You know, at first I had my doubts, but it's kind of it's just it's just really simple. And I don't I don't know. I think it I think it looks good. And that you know, look at look at the look at the good college jerseys uh, that you see today. You know. Bama is a simple look. Texas is a simple look. Notre Dame is a simple look. And those are all, you know, highly considered as some of the best uniforms in college football. So I'm good with the simple, um, but more importantly, I'm just ready to wear them in a game.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Uh, We were, I I remember throughout the whole time when we heard we were getting new jerseys, we were all kind of nervous because we were hearing rumors of how they looked and we were worried they was going to be too bland, too boring, but we finally get the full picture of it. It looks really good. You know, we got our. One of our former guests, Isaac, was part of the shoot. We got Humphreys in it, so we all got to see the full uniform. It was really cool. Humphrey, let me ask you this. Which is your favorite combo? I know we had the all oranges, the all white, white tops, orange bottoms, orange tops, white bottoms. Which one do you like the most?
1: So, you know, they asked that question on Twitter, and I was curious to to what Twitter thought. And it was really across the board. Uh, There wasn't wasn't really one that pulled ahead. Um, I, I modeled the orange on orange combination and it was a good look, but I think, I think personally my favorite is the white jerseys with the orange pants. Uh, I think, I think with the orange helmet, it just really makes it pop. Um, white looks good on everything. And so, you know, you got your, you got your white jerseys with orange pants, maybe go white cleats and, uh, think i think that's probably the sharpest one
0: yeah we had a lot of cool little cleat combos they all looked really nice i like the orange tops white bottoms now let me another scenario for you now i know you know there's been rumors of alternate jerseys we don't know what's going to happen with that but if if you're our equipment guy and you get to make what you want as an alternate jersey let's say for piney woods or or a conference championship or or just as any special game pitch me what you would want as an alternate jersey for for us Okay, uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I know that when I say this
1: that uh, you're going to jump on me because I know how you feel about this color. But hear me out, okay? If you if you look closely at the trim of our current and new uniforms, you're going to see gray, okay? I think gray is a good look. So give me give me gray jerseys, okay? Give me gray jerseys. Give me orange pants, okay? Keep the orange pants with the gray jerseys. And I want to keep the the same helmets, but 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 we're gonna switch
0: out the current logo and put Walking Sammy on mm. the side of the helmet, which is which is my favorite logo. Yeah, I, I love the Walking Sammy. Now this is my complaint about the grays, and I I had a gray alternate jersey in high school, and I did too. For us big boys, you know, we sweat the second we step out for for warm ups, and you know, with the gray jerseys. You get you get the little spots on your jersey and you look foolish. So I, I've never been a, a fan of the gray jerseys, but if it happens, it'd be really cool. Big fan of the walking Sammy. Now hear me out. This is my pick. And you know, we I like to look at Oklahoma State because they kind of have the same colors as us. Give me a blackout jersey, blackout pants, blackout helmet, with a with the orange trim and the walking, just not the walking Sammy, just the head of Sammy. I'm a big blackout guy, and I think black jerseys with the, with the neon orange thing we're kind of rocking would look really cool. But either way, with our new uniforms, our new logo, Sam Houston is going to be looking really good next year when we make, hopefully, a good playoff run and have a really good season, hopefully get that conference championship. But enough about Sam Houston. Let's get into our picks. We had a lot of picks this week for college football because the NFL was a little rough. So uh, let's jump right into it. Our first one: Tulane versus U of H, University of Houston. Houston gets to win forty-nine to thirty-one. Now we were both concerned about this being their first game, but obviously that offense and Clayton Tune they proved us wrong. They come in big. What happened with uh, Houston and Tulane? So that that's what I was going to say. I you know I
1: picked that one. I think I, I definitely think that Houston uh, going into it is a talented team, but I was just worried about the experience this year and how many games that they've had canceled. Uh, you know that that takes a toll on a player. And so you know Tulane, it was their fourth game of the season, and so I was I was kind of riding that, but definitely liked what I saw out of Houston. Uh, Keandre Street, I played against him. He caught uh, his first collegiate pass, and it was for a touchdown, so it was cool. He went to John Tyler, which is which is up by Sulphur Springs, and uh, yeah,
0: I think going forward, Houston is uh, is going to be some teams. Now, do you have Houston on par with uh, you know Cincinnati and SMU and more people in the American Conference?
1: Man, after one game, I'm gonna say no. Uh, I, I have I have Tulane under them in that conference. I think Tulane is a quality program, uh, but I don't I don't think that they're they're even with Cincinnati, Houston, you know, UCF, those guys. Um, and so, no, I would not put Houston in that category.
0: Yeah, but either way, with the American Conference, we talked about last episode. There's a lot of competition. It's going to be really interesting as one of the the non-power five schools uh georgia tech they beat louisville 46 to 27 man we were really high on louisville and just once again they disappoint but on the other end georgia tech looking really good high powered offense they are running around making a lot of moves uh fsu they beat they lose to notre dame 42 to 26 notre dame's number four and i know how you feel about notre dame and how high they always seem to rank them but are you ready to say that notre dame is a final four
1: team
0: no i'm not gonna say that because i don't
1: even think they're as good as north carolina uh, you know, right now there's three ACC teams in the top five uh, rankings. I bet it could be the first time that's ever happened, honestly. Uh, but Clemson is is again. I'll say it this week. I'll say it next week, and I'll say it the week after that. Clemson is the best team in the nation, college football, and they're 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 one spot in the college football playoffs. And I just I just don't see where two ACC teams get in. And, and so no, Notre Dame is not a top four team. You know they're playing good right now, but it would be just like Notre Dame to uh, to lose one here pretty soon.
0: Yeah, it's really it's been really interesting to watch Notre Dame in the ACC and how they how Notre Dame has switched and changed everything up. And you mentioned UNC; they go out and beat Virginia Tech fifty six to forty five. UNC is now ranked number five, and that's probably the highest they've ever been ever. Are we ready to put UNC in a Final Four picture if they continue winning like this? Well, again, I, I
1: I have worries that two ACC teams can't get in. However, you know, depending on what the rest of the SEC does, uh, maybe the SEC doesn't get two teams in this year. Maybe maybe that's the ACC. Maybe that's the Big Ten. And so, I, I like North Carolina more than I like Notre Dame. Uh, you know, Sam Howell is really slinging the ball, and
0: Mac Brown is is obviously dominating right now. So Notre Dame versus UNC, who do you got winning that? I, they don't play this week, but if if or when they have that matchup, who do you have? Uh, North Carolina. I, I just I, I've been too impressed so far. I think they beat a a, a good
1: Virginia Tech team this week, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to see more out of Notre Dame.
0: And uh, you know, continue the conversation of you know these what ifs of going to the Final Four. Another team that is being brought up is Oklahoma State. With the Texas OU game that we're going to talk about later, uh, they now both have two losses. We're kind of taking the uh, Big Twelve out of the picture, but Oklahoma State is still in there fighting. Can you see Oklahoma State win the Big Twelve and could they get in that four spot? The problem with Oklahoma State is, you know, right now they don't have any Big Twelve losses.
1: They don't have any losses, and uh, so they're they're number seven in the nation. Obviously, Texas is disappointing. Oklahoma is disappointing, but with that being said. You, you know, I could definitely see Texas or Oklahoma beating Oklahoma State. Uh, that's just the nature of the Big Twelve, kind of beating up on each other. And so, yeah, Oklahoma State is absolutely in contention to win the Big Twelve, but uh, I'm a little hesitant to say that they're they're going to be one of the teams in the end.
0: Yeah, and I'm with you with the whole Big Twelve. You never know who's going to lose in in the Big Twelve. Somebody will always come out. And more Big Twelve news. Uh, Iowa State they beat Texas Tech 31 to 15. And this just shows more about Texas Techs being so wishy-washy. You know, they come out and have a shootout with Texas, then they lose to Iowa State. But Iowa State always looks good. If that's good for them, BYU—they almost—they barely lose to, or they barely beat UTSA, twenty-seven to twenty. You know, BYU—they've been—they've been getting talked about a lot. Their quarterback's really good. Now they barely beat UTSA. Are we still having them highly ranked in the in the 20, top twenty-five? Yeah, I think you know maybe we overshot
1: BYU uh, last week when we talked about them, but I still think they're a good team. I think we're undershooting UTSA though. Jeff Trailer is you know I think that program is going to be a relevant program, a more relevant program than than the likes of a Texas State uh, or, or, or someone in that same category because I, I I know Jeff Trailer. He's a he's an East Texas high school football legend, uh, and so I think. You know, if San Antonio can get that East Texas pipeline uh, in recruiting, then I think uh, I think UTSA is is a team to watch out for.
0: Yeah, and UTSA really cool place uh, for school. They got the you know the Alamo Dome. It's really fun. Um, so continuing on, Navy versus Temple. This was one of our picks, and Navy we 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 uh, wrong again. Navy wins thirty one to twenty nine. Wow, what a close game. We thought the Temple Owls were going to be good, but once again, the Navy proves us wrong. What happened in that game? <sighs> Dalton, I you know, I,
1: as bad as Navy has played this season, um, I, I just I didn't think that they were going to beat a, a good offense like Temple. Um, you know, I, I talked about how you know Temple had PJ Walker, the XFL MVP, and um, the quarterback definitely is not PJ Walker, XFL MVP. Uh, he disappointed me. And, and you know Navy's a quality program, that's for sure. I just I've been so disappointed with watching them this season. Uh, I that's why I went with Temple this last week.
0: Yeah, Navy's always disciplined, and you, and you can see they they always are ready to go. So you know against our best wishes, they end up winning that game. And then another game that this one's gonna hurt you because this is what you know decided my win for the week. Pitt versus Boston College. Thirty-one to thirty, Boston College won. Now tell the people, and they probably saw it. It was all over Twitter. Tell the people what happened for the Pitt to end up lose and lose that game. Uh, I mean,
1: there's there's really no way around it. The kicker missed an extra point in overtime to lose it. Uh, they lost by one, and I think Pitt was the better team than Boston College. But at the end of the day, you got to make extra points. I mean, good grief, Dalton. That's that's. I, I lost a high school game like that uh, in double overtime I missed a missed an extra point. Um, I have nightmares at night Dalton when I wake up uh, er, I wake up from the nightmares of, of, of missing the extra point so I'm sure sure that kicker got a lot of a lot of hate uh, after that and uh, Pitt loses for it.
0: Yeah, and you, they, you know, they kicked the 51, 50, I think it was like 51, 52. Oh, that's right, yeah. They kicked to go it, into overtime. To, to send it to overtime, and then he misses an extra point. Yeah, but let me ask you this. As, you know, you're our holder for Sam Houston, is it is there pressure doing an extra point? Because I know, like, it's it's an easy, it's, it's a one and done. You get it out, go out of the way. But it's, it seems like it's a little bit harder because it's so easy that you mess it up. Just like with receivers and for the tight ends. It seems like the easiest balls are the ones that are dropped the most because you, you know you got it in the bag and you end up messing it up. So is that the case when it comes to kicking? And uh, I know you haven't held for a game-winning field goal yet, but how much pressure comes in with the special teams, you know, holding and kicking and all that that goes involved with it? I mean, pressure is
1: definitely a part of it. Um, you know, I, I've I've held in overtime before. Uh, last year we we played an overtime game and I held and and it's it's nerve wracking. You know, I mean I'm sure the snapper feels the same way. I, I know I was nervous and and obviously the kicker's nervous because, you know, regardless of what the snapper and the holder do, the blame is going to go on the kicker uh, if he misses the kick, and that's you know that's not fair. But you're the kicker. Uh, you have one job, and and I would say, man, for for an extra point, Dalton, that's. That's unexcusable. You cannot. You, there, there is no, no margin for error. Um, you know, allowed for, for missing an extra point. Uh, and so that that's that's pretty inexcusable at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, we we've seen this this whole year that there's a lot been a lot of special teams issues, especially in the beginning. Terrible special teams. <laughs> week all one, over the week one, week two, there was a you know almost every team seemed to have one thing, and we always blame Corona and not experience. But now that we're getting into it, and they've had a couple of weeks, you know you can't you can't have any excuses for that. Uh, moving on to the next game. And this one was tough for you. I got the win for it. The Red River Rivalry, Texas, Oklahoma, and in, in a Big 12 shootout like normal. 53 to 45. Four overtimes? Is that right? Four overtimes, yep. Sam Ellinger played the game of his life, but couldn't get it done. Man, what happened with that game? I, I know you were both big Texas guys. I only picked Texas. Or I only picked Oklahoma because I was mad at Texas. I normally would have. I'm glad I didn't. What happened with this game? Man,
1: um, again let me reiterate that both teams are disappointing uh neither of these teams deserve to be in the college football playoff uh pretty sure i called the spencer rattler thing about five months ago uh he was benched in the first half ended up coming back in and playing decent but he's he's just not not in any any form or fashion you know eligible to be considered the heisman uh sam ellinger Awesome heart, you know, he's, he's a leader, you can see it, he bleeds orange, uh, but, you know, came up short, I feel bad for him, Texas has such a lackluster defense, and, and it really showed. Um, what I will say, though, is I appreciate our fight. Uh, so, quick story, me and my dad are, are watching the game this weekend, and late in the game, uh, I say late in the game, probably about five or six minutes left. Sam Ellinger throws an interception in the end zone, uh, down by two touchdowns. And we actually we actually turn it off and we're 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 both gonna go uh take a nap. It was like midday, you know, gonna gonna have a little Saturday afternoon nap. Um my dad, a couple minutes later, actually uh, accidentally hears the TV that Texas has just scored. And so they're down by a touchdown. They end up tying it up. Sam Ellinger leads them into overtime. Uh, it goes four four overtimes, and uh, just Texas, Texas wasn't able to do enough to win this one.
0: Yeah, Texas has a lot of heart, and Sam Ellinger is a great quarterback. Now, a lot of people are putting the blame on Tom Herman, and they're calling for Tom Herman's head, saying it's time for him to go. He did his best, but he can't win the big ones. Do you feel the same way? Do you think Tom Her- the Tom Herman experience is good and done, or does he still got more left in him? Man, normally
1: I would be on the side that says, you know, hey, let's try something new. But, dude, we've been trying something new for for the last three head coaches. I mean, Charlie Strong didn't work, uh, and and that was supposedly some ridiculous hire. And so I'm just at the point where, okay, Tom Herman obviously loves Texas. You know, he, he does a good job. Um, but... Let's just roll with it. Let's let's make it work. Let's let's figure out how it can work. Uh, because it should work at Texas. It's unexcusable that it doesn't. Uh, you're you're the University of Texas. I mean, your your athletic budget is is not even close to anybody else's. I mean, you should you should dominate recruiting, and they do. I don't know. I, it just it doesn't make sense to me, Dalton.
0: Yeah, and it seems like the players really like Tom Herman and. It's just a shame. Because, like you said, it is the University of Texas. There's a lot of high expectations, so you can't even lose two games and people are calling for your head. Uh, and like you did say as well, their recruiting is so high, and that, that does have something to do with Tom Herbin. Now, let me ask you this. I have four Oklahoma quarterbacks, and I want you to rank them one through four. We got Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, Spencer Rattler, and Kyler Murray. I think I know who's last, but for the other three, what's your ranking for these quarterbacks in college, not in the NFL? Because we can't count the NFL with Spencer Rattler and Jalen Hurts not getting a lot of time. Well, I'll go from four to one. Uh, Spencer Rattler is six on
1: this list out of four. Um, number three, man, I'll go Jalen Hurts just because he, you know, they only played there a year, um, and, and and so I'm going to put him there. But uh, obviously, a special player, you know, he, he's another one that has a lot of heart. Uh, he showed it at Alabama. Showed it at Oklahoma. Now Baker or Kyler Murray? That is a tough one, man. College though, ooh man, give me Baker Mayfield. I, I hated him in college. He was, uh, I just kind of, I just kind of thought he, he thought really highly of himself. Uh, obviously he does, but I, I think Kyler kind of has that chip on his shoulder too. You know, he, he won three, three uh, Texas high school football championships at the 6A level. Uh, obviously the dude uh, is not used to losing, and so you know both. Both won the Heisman, and and so obviously historically they're they're unbelievable in college. But uh, I'll take Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah, they're all great quarterbacks. You know, we had two Heisman winners, one semifinalist, and one that was in conversation. And we see that Baker and Kyler are both doing great in the NFL. We're gonna pick their games later. Hopefully, Spencer Rattler will will flip it around and do something. I know Lincoln Riley is very good. It's, it's QBU. I think it will be fine. I think Oklahoma will be fine, but. Final four, I think that's out of the picture for Texas and Oklahoma. It's a shame. Maybe next year. And then our, our final game before we get on to the big all the SEC teams that we're playing. And this one I have to publicly apologize to everyone listening and everyone on Twitter and everyone that I rambled about, Miami, because good lord, Clemson told me that they are the big Doggy Dogs. Clemson beats Miami 42 to 17. Trevor Lawrence has himself a day. I don't know if you saw, but he he ran into the end zone. He was talking some trash. He was fired up and what happened to Miami was it a bad defensive performance was their offense struggling what went down and you know I, I already know the answer to this but is Clemson still the number one doggy dog adult? uh well what happened to Miami is Clemson happened to Miami and I cannot cannot
1: fathom that you picked against Clemson because undoubtedly they are the best team in college football Trevor Lawrence is coming for heads this year and I don't know if you saw but Travis Etienne the running back doggy dog i'm talking first round nfl draft pick that dude i mean it looks like alvin kamara when, when he takes off and gets in an open space that dude is unbelievable and so uh, i'm i would i would
0: bet a lot that uh clemson is is there in the end yeah i said i said last episode that clemson was going to lose one game this season i think that's wrong now i think they're going to go all the way uh, I thought it was going to be a shootout and it was going to come down to a defense making one good stop, but Clemson defense showed me that, you know, that does not happen. Let me ask you this. Derrick King, is he is he out of the Heisman picture or can he still have a good run and be up there? I wouldn't
1: say he's out of the Heisman picture. Um, uh, he You know, obviously he's very talented. He, he's playing really well for Miami right now, and, and Miami's going to win a lot of ballgames this year. And so, no, Derrick King is not out of the Heisman running.
0: So let's go on. We got the SEC, the big doggy dogs. LSU-Missouri. Missouri wins 45-41 to 41 with Oof. a stop at the one-yard line. LSU is done. Seems like uh, we called that. We were, Miles Brenham looks good, but they just do not have the full picture. Seems like we called that. Now, what do we, what do we say about Coach O? Is he on the hot seat? No, he just won a national championship. He, I mean, uh, he, they're
1: going to be fine. They, they're one of the best recruiting teams in the nation. And so, no, I would not say that Coach O is on the hot seat. But uh, 2020 is not the year for LSU.
0: Yeah, so LSU they're struggling. Now another team that I I was hating on, and once again I was wrong, Alabama. They beat Ole Miss sixty three to forty-eight. Now, great Alabama performance, but how about Ole Miss? They they hung in it for a while. You know, they got Lane Kiffin, they got a night they got a little attitude there. Uh can can Ole Miss surprise some people or is Alabama gonna run away with the SEC?
1: Well, Lane Kiffin definitely gave his best effort uh to dethrone his uh former master. Uh Nick Saban, and, and and for a while it was a really close game. Uh, you know, Ole Miss has got some really really talented players on the offensive side of the ball, but but good grief, Alabama's offense is unbelievable. You know, year to year, you always hear about Alabama's defense, and and personally, I think that that's their weakness right now. You know, they struggle with tackling uh, at the moment, but man, they 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 scored sixty plus effortlessly. I mean, they have two. NFL ready receivers right this minute Najee Harris at running back is is a stud and Mac Jones is is really playing well right now Dalton
0: yeah there's a lot of doubt with Mac Jones people were worried if he was going to be able to get it done and once again Alabama does its thing and they're going to make a good run I I had him out of my final four for this team I had Florida in my final four and then they go out and lose to A&M <sighs> 41 to 38 <sighs> You know, A&M has its statement game. Jimbo finally gets his big win. Kellen Mond finally gets his big win. Now, I know you've seen a and ms schedule. I've seen a and ms schedule. It looks kind of easy, and a lot of people are saying there's a chance the Aggies can end up making a run and getting that final spot in the Final Four. Now, what do you, I know? You know, as Texas fans, we have a little bit of hatred for A&M, but is this the year that A&M finally gets back into the picture?
1: Well, I I'll first start by saying I hate A and M and I hate everything about it. Uh, but I am knowledgeable enough to, to not be biased uh towards the situation. And uh you know, when I saw tweets talking about how, you know, AM could run the table and, and sneak into the playoffs, uh, my initial thought was, You're crazy. I mean that doesn't even no way. But then, you know, you look at it and they have an incredibly favorable schedule. Uh and so you know, I think there's a chance that they could be that uh that second SEC team that makes it. Um you know, but 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 how that would happen is is, you know, Alabama beats someone else in the SEC championship, and AM already lost to Bama uh earlier in the season, and so they would kind of get in by default and you know, I, I'm not saying that'll happen, but it's definitely a possibility. Now, now, where elsewhere where I could see that is the Big Ten. You know, Penn State's really good this year. Wisconsin has been pretty consistent. Uh, I mean, there, there's other uh, – Michigan. You know, Michigan is a is a team that, that's in, been in some conversations. And so, you know, I think there's some second-tier teams that are, are better than A&M. But if you look at their schedule, yeah, I
0: mean, it could happen. And, you know, with, with A&M having the conversation, them moving in, what, what happens to Florida? Do you think they can still got a shot? I I still believe in them, but do you think it's over for them? or they still got a shot too?
1: Well, one loss in the SEC uh, means less than it does in any other conference uh, in the nation. You know, one loss in the Big Twelve probably not going to make it, but one loss in the SEC, the conference of death. Yeah, I, Florida's still in it. You know, if they run the table, uh, meet up against Alabama uh, later in the year, you know, and beat them, then yeah, you you got to put them in the playoffs, and so we'll see. Georgia's in that conversation. Florida's in that conversation. And, you know, I guess I guess ms in that conversation.
0: Yeah, and, I, you know, I don't know if you heard, Humps, but uh, Karma played a little bit with Florida. You know, Florida, the state of Florida has allowed all sports teams to go full capacity if they want to. And the Florida coach, Dan Mullins, was complaining that AM seemed to be a little bit more crowded. They, they didn't seem to have the six feet apart rule. And he was saying that I want people to crowd the house at Florida – and then they have an outbreak, and they now postpone. So, do you think this post, uh, them postponing this week, is that going to have an effect on you know the team? You know, you saw with the Titans, they had a couple issues, but they go out and they dominate. Will this for college football? Do you think postponing a game will have a big effect on Florida, especially in the SEC?
1: Yeah, uh, obviously they're going to make it up. I think they they fully plan to make that up, and so you hate to see that. You know, you don't you don't ever want that to be uh, an issue. But that's the world we live in right now. Uh, you know. That's part of the reason I'm happy we're playing in the spring. I think time uh, gives us a chance at normalcy, uh, in a sense of of attendance at our games, uh, and you know I, hopefully there's a less chance for an outbreak uh, in a couple months. But but right now that's the world we live in, and so Florida's just gonna have to gonna have to deal with it and move on.
0: Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see when they eventually play if they're gonna allow a full capacity stadium and how that affects Florida, the university, and the state of Florida. In our last two SEC uh, games. Georgia beats Tennessee 44-21. Georgia looks really good. A lot of people worried about them. Their defense looks great. Their offense looks really good. Tennessee, they're on the come up. Not ready yet, but they're getting there. They put up 21 points against a good Georgia defense. Look out for Tennessee in a couple years. And then our last game, wow, Mississippi State. They go from beating the national championship last year to losing to Kentucky 24-2. And i like to apologize to you and Coach Merkins. I was hating on Kentucky, and they go out and get the win. Mississippi State only scores two points. What's going on with Mike Leach and that offense? Uh,
1: well, I think it's Mike Leach and that offense. Uh, you never really know what you're going to get. Uh, you know, Obviously, you, know, you, you had a guy that set every Mississippi State record uh, in week one against LSU. You know, People are kind of creating some Heisman buzz around him, and he gets benched this week. And so, obviously, I think Mississippi State was, was a fluke when they beat LSU, uh, but they have a crazy enough offense to where they are. That's going to happen. They're going to, they're going to be some teams they shouldn't, and they're going to lose to some teams that they definitely
0: shouldn't, you know? So let me get, let me ask you this, the egg bowl, Ole Miss, Mississippi state. Who do you got winning that game?
1: Oh man. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, Ole Miss uh, against Alabama.
0: So give me, give me the rebels. It's going to be a good game when it comes down the line. Now let's get to our two picks for college football. we got two really interesting games. Now the first one, Man, you did this on purpose. I know you did because both of these teams I've been really high on. Cincinnati versus Tulsa. I love Tulsa. I love Cincinnati. I've watched more Tulsa games this year than I ever have ever. I don't even know why I like Tulsa so much. But uh, you did this on purpose to fight with my heart. Who you you picking, Cincinnati and Tulsa? Well, I, I you know,
1: I pick the games every week, uh, you know, what we're going to pick. And, and, you know, this is a good game. These are These are two teams that have played good this year. But I really put this one on here. In hopes that you'd pick your you you pick your boys Tulsa, Uh, so give me the Bearcats. I'm a Bearcat. I'm gonna take the Bearcats. Bearcats with a C in Cincinnati. Uh, You know they're playing good this year. They're ranked, Uh, and so uh, yeah, give me Cincinnati.
0: Man, I, I hate doing this because I love Tulsa. I do. I really do. But I have picked Cincinnati every time we've had them, and they have done me good every time. So give me the Bearcats with a C. I'm picking against Tulsa. If they prove me wrong and win, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I'll never pick against Tulsa if they ever get picked again. But give me the Bearcats with a C. And then our last game in college football, and woo, this is a matchup. I didn't expect in the beginning of the year, I would have said this would have been a blowout. But now it's looking like a good game. We got the Georgia Bulldogs versus Alabama Cribs Tide. But there's some breaking news today that happened with Alabama that could change everything. Tell me about that, and then give me your pick.
1: Yeah, so uh, got reports today that uh, the uh, the legend, the king, the college football ruler himself, Nick Saban, has tested positive for COVID nineteen, and so I'm sure he's going to have another test done to uh, eliminate the possibility of a false positive. But looks like uh, looks like no Nick Saban this week for Georgia Alabama.
0: Now, do you think that's going to affect the Alabama the, the team in general? Uh, they they said their offensive coordinator is going to be calling plays, calling the shots. How big of an effect is losing Nick Saban going to be for this team? Oh, I mean it's it's a it's a huge effect. Uh, obviously, I'd say
1: that he's a he's an integral part in all of Alabama's success over the last ten years, and so yeah, I think it plays a role. Uh, it doesn't change who I'm picking, but uh, I, I think it
0: I think it certainly matters. So strong Georgia defense high powered Alabama offense give me your pick for this week yeah man i uh i just i
1: just don't don't see how you couldn't have Alabama as the second best team in the nation right now you know Georgia has done some good things they have a, a solid defense but who's their quarterback i mean they they've they've gone through like four this year and so if you have multiple quarterbacks you don't have one uh, and so Alabama runs away with this one. I think it's I think it's close in the beginning, but, man, Alabama's offense is unbelievable. So, uh, roll tide this week. They they stay number two in the nation uh, pretty handily at that.
0: Now, Humphreys, last week I picked the Hurricanes against the Tigers, and everyone called me crazy, all right? You said they don't have a quarterback. Georgia Bulldogs don't have a quarterback. Oh, they had a quarterback, Stetson Bennett. Man, what a dude! I freaking love this dude. I don't even know. Him. Let me tell you this: high-powered offense versus a an immovable defense. Defense wins championships. Go dogs! I'm picking Georgia. That is oh my god! That, I, I that, hated on Georgia. That is
1: two weeks in a row that you are making a mockery of this podcast.
0: And it's it's crazy because you were the big Georgia guy in the beginning. You yeah, had me. But, but, but I've league. always
1: been an Alabama guy.
0: Yeah, no, I'm saying you were all Georgia, and I was totally against Georgia. I had them. Losing the Florida, losing to everybody. I was never on the Georgia bus, and here I am picking them against Alabama. And I don't know why I'm an Alabama hater because they are they are a very good team. But I'm still saying they're not going to make the Final Four because they're going to lose to the Bulldogs next week or this week. Give me the <laughs> give me the defense. Give me the Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs. <laughs> And, you know, last you all, week... Y'all
1: can chalk this one up as a win for old, old Hump this week.
0: I didn't get the surprise upset last week, but I'm getting it this week. You know, we, we have Coach Merkins giving picks every week, and he told me there's two teams he'll never pick against, the Clemson Tigers and the Georgia Bulldogs. You know what? I'm on board with him. I'm putting all my chips in with Coach Merk, and I'm going with the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, before we get into the NFL, Humphreys, it's your time. It's fantasy time. And, boy, you got yourself a Super Bowl matchup this week. This is going to be crazy. You're going to tell us all about it, about it. Here's your time. Fantasy football. Let's get it rolling. All right.
1: Fantasy football fire drill time starts now. Dalton, a historic matchup has been made this week in my 10-year fantasy football league. For the first time in league history, we have a 5-0 team versus another 5-0 team. Do you understand how hard that is to do? First off, 5-0 in fantasy football is incredibly hard to do. It's incredibly hard for two teams to be 5-0. It's incredibly harder for them to actually play each other when they're both 5-0. And so, obviously, two star-studded teams. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we're, we're, our league is coining it the regular season bowl, saying it's, it's probably the biggest game in our league's history uh, inside of the regular season. Um, but let's get into some players that played well this week. Uh, let's talk about the rookie, Chase Claypool. Four touchdowns for the t- uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's unbelievable. That dude is a freaky freak, a doggy dog, and the Steelers are legit. Uh, the running back position, Alvin Kamara continues his dominance. Dalvin Cook plays really well, but he gets injured. Chris Carson looks good. Uh, who else? Jonathan Taylor looks good. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins at the receiver position continues dominating. Devontae Adams comes back this week. Julio comes back this week. Chris Godwin comes back this week. Michael Thomas is on a bye, but he'll be back next week. So hopefully we get some solid receivers back in the game. Uh, The quarterback position, our uh, disappointing fantasy player of the week is Mr. Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. You talked about how much you didn't like him this year. That's looking to be a uh, relevant statement because – He's not looking good lately. Uh, we'll talk about this later, but the fantasy football number one quarterback in the league, Dak Prescott, uh, compound fracture in his leg. You know, we we, we hated to see it, uh, but he'll be out for the year. So look for Andy Dalton maybe on your fantasy football team to replace him. Who knows? He's got a lot of weapons, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get a little bit of taste of that this week.
0: Yeah, interesting with fantasy football and this five and zero versus five and zero matchup. Now, huh? unbiasedly looking at your team and looking at your opponent's team, I want you to give me your pick for that game, your fantasy game. And, you know, I know it's, it's hard to pick against yourself, but looking at both teams, who do you think is going to end up winning this game? So, you know,
1: it's, it's week six now. Uh, that week five, week six, week seven, week eight uh, games, you're, you're going you're gonna to have players on buys. Uh, and so this week you've got the two best teams in the league, I've got Alvin Kamara on a bye, obviously my best player, the best fantasy football player in the league this year. So that's a big loss. I lose Dak for the year. I've got to find a quarterback. Uh, But on the other hand, he doesn't have Josh Jacobs this week. He doesn't have DK Metcalf this week. And he doesn't have his kicker this week. And so could even out. uh, I would say on the surface, he's probably got a better team than me. But with that being said, this is, a, this is about as 50-50 of a game uh, as you can get uh, looking at it beforehand.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really fun to see next week who ends up winning and going on to be, uh, continue to be undefeated in your fantasy football league and get those rings later. Now let's roll into the NFL, and, and you brought it up already, and I wanted to touch on it first and talk about that game. The boy Dak Prescott, Mr. Dakota. and I, I've been a hater. I've always hated on him, but, man, that injury looked really rough. The Cowboys end up winning 37 to 34 against the Giants. A little bit too close to be against the Giants, but you had a big injury. Andy Dong comes in; he's going to be holding the rock for the Cowboys. Uh, talk to me about that game. Uh, and also, Packers were on a bye, so I have no input for the Packers game. We're going to be playing next week, and we're going to pick them. So, talk to me about the Giants game.
1: Yeah. So uh, obviously, the big news of the game. It was kind of a uh, you know you you couldn't be too excited about the win because you lost your your franchise quarterback for the year uh, you hate to see it is it a is a terrible gruesome injury you never wish that upon anyone whether you you know you hate the Cowboys hate Dak Prescott you have to respect the man because uh, the reception that he got around the league you know through Twitter through social media was just really really special uh, it meant a lot to me seeing that just because of how much how highly I think of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys organization and so you know, people reaching out to him. I saw a lot of really cool videos talking to him. Um, just I don't know, man. I uh, seeing Dak injured like that, and he, he's had a hard year, uh, lost his mother to cancer, brother committed suicide, um, and now this. And that's that's tough, but uh I, I know that he can handle it and he'll he'll be better for it. He's gonna come back with with a chip on his shoulder and He's probably my early candidate for 2021 comeback player of the year. I just, I know what type of guy he is, and he, he will bounce back from this. Luckily, the injury wasn't too, too bad. I know he didn't have any ligament damage. So they're saying that come springtime, he'll be 100% ready to go. Uh, that's, a, that's a blessing. Uh, as far as the game, Defense, uh, continues to struggle. Uh, thankfully we, we get some of those guys back. I know Leighton Vander Esch comes back this week. That's a, that's a big time get, uh, offensively, you know, we've got really great receivers. CD lamb is, uh, unbelievable. Dalton, And I think for years to come, he's going to be a stud in the NFL. Uh, we have both our tackles out for the year. Obviously that showed, uh, I think Zeke finally got back in a groove, running the ball, uh, You know, you lose Dak, obviously that's huge, but thank God we have Andy Dalton, a guy who really isn't a backup quarterback. You know, he started 133 games in the NFL, has over 10,000 yards passing, and has playoff experience. And so, thankfully we have him. Uh, I'm not saying that he's going to be Dak Prescott, but uh, I definitely feel better with him than I would some, you know, other backup quarterback in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and he said, you know, I, I read a little thing that he said, he went into the huddle and he told people, you know, this is what I'm here for. I'm here to do this. And, you know, having a quarterback with experience like that is really good. And I always said it was Andy Dalton time. He looks like my dad. He's a ginger. So I love Andy Dalton. I hope they have a good run. And it does help that y'all are in the worst division in Absolutely. the NFL. yeah. So y'all can lose a couple more and still have a chance to win the division, which is really good for y'all. I um, think I think if you, you know, if you look at it and you win the games that you're supposed to, I think the Cowboys
1: make the playoffs, and that's, you know, their division's terrible. And so I really think that we have a real shot at, at winning the last five NFC East ballgames uh, with or without Dak. And so, you know, if you win those, you're, you're going to make the playoffs and have a home game in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and, you know, y'all play the Cardinals this week, and after that, it is a relatively easy schedule. It's, it's kind of like overall, an A&M situation yep. where y'all can run the table and make a, uh, make a good spot in the playoffs. Let me ask you this. And I know the Cowboys' defense is bad, but the Giants looked okay. They end up putting up 34 points. Can we officially put the Giants above the Jets as you know the second and worst team in the NFL?
1: The Jets are absolutely the worst team in the NFL. Uh, Adam Gase has more or as many 30-point losses as he does wins. Dalton, uh, you know they 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 released Le'Veon Bell last night. Obviously. Those two parties were not getting along and they need to release Adam Gase because uh, he's terrible. The Jets are terrible. And sad to say, but Trevor Lawrence will be a New York Jet next year.
0: Now, I know how you feel about Sam Darnold and that's what I was going to ask. Terrible. Are they going to take Trevor Lawrence? or do, do They've you already taken Trevor him? Lawrence. They've probably already contacted him, told him to buy as much green as he can. They're tanking. Owen oh, 16 Trevor Lawrence will be a New York Jet next year. So you think that... Sam Donald's a bad quarterback. He's just not on a bad team because I think Sam Donald's is a good quarterback. He just doesn't have the weapons he needs to show what he can do. I think he's an incredibly below-average quarterback on an unbelievably
1: below-average team.
0: Well, it'll be nice to see Trevor Lawrence maybe in the green in New York. The Jets lose to the Cardinals 30-10. to Card- Cardinals needed that win. They-, they were down two. They're playing Dallas this week, going to be a good matchup. Let me ask you this. Le'Veon Bell. Top three places you can see him playing at. Man, uh, I wouldn't
1: have said this prior to today when I, when I read it, but apparently there's a lot of buzz of him joining the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm hearing, uh, and that's weird to me because they spent a first-round draft pick on Clyde edwards Hilaire, and he's he's done good. I think the first week he he kind of put His ceiling really high, and so people have been a little disappointed that he hasn't scored more touchdowns. But he's obviously a good player, he's an every down back for them. But I'm hearing that there's a lot of buzz around Le'Veon Bell joining the Chiefs. But for my other two teams, uh, oh man, I'm gonna go the Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, they got David Montgomery, Tarek Cohen, uh, ACL, and so uh, you know, really good defense. You know, obviously, good defenses can always use a good running back, and so. Maybe Le'Veon can compliment David Montgomery well, but one interesting place that I'm gonna mention, uh this this smells a bit Belichick-y, Dalton Meyer. Belichick loves the rebound uh, signees. You know, you you got you got Josh Gordon, he signed him. You got Antonio Brown, he signed him. You got Cam Newton, he signed him. So I could definitely see Le'Veon Bill rejoining the AFC East as a New England Patriot.
0: Yeah, him and the New England Patriots would make that offense really good. Now let me throw two two other teams out there for you and give and see what your thoughts are. Denver Broncos. Melvin Gordon just got arrested for DUI. Yep. Now, I don't know if that's going to if they're gonna if he's gonna get punished, released, something like that. But uh, you know, Philip Lindsay's been in and out with injuries, so I can, Denver. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. And then another name going back home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oof, yep. What do you think about that? Yep, I uh, I definitely
1: I think the going home part of that is something that you know could happen. Uh, Luckily for the Steelers, you know, James Conner has played well of lately, but I, I definitely uh, I wouldn't put that out of the question.
0: Yeah, so speaking of the Steelers, they beat the Eagles 38-29. to Man, the Eagles are looking rough. Carson Wentz, I think he has good, the yeah. lowest accurate percentage in the NFL they're right now. They're not good. They are struggling. Steelers, but they, on the other hand, Steelers look they're, really good. Big legit. Ben is back. you yep. would love to see it. Comeback player of the year, possibly. Hey, that's who I'm eyeing tonight on picking up in place
1: of Dak. So hopefully hopefully he continues his hot streak.
0: Now let me ask you this, and going with the team with it, Washington football team loses to the Rams 30-10. to now, people have been, Alex Smith gets in and plays, right? Which was awesome. I, you Pray know, for him. Pra-
1: unbelievable moment. I felt like a, uh, a nervous mom watching my child play football. Every time he got touched, I was, I was terrified. Aaron Donald sacked him, and I was like, oh, my God, please get him off the man.
0: Yeah, doesn't play a lot. Gets a couple yards here and there. Now, people are calling that no matter what, Alex Smith deserves a win comeback player of the year. I'm kind of on board with that, but there's Big Ben and there's Cam Newton. Are, is that a real thing? That is a real thing. They oh, they, they are they are saying he deserves to be comeback player of the year just because how gruesome the injury was and how long it took. Are you on board with that? Even though he probably Oof. is not going to play very much and he only had like 70 yards. Or do you think someone like Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger should get that award? Man, uh, golly, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound bad either way I answer this one, but.
1: Dude, I'm not, I'm not into participation trophies. Uh, obviously, I'm not. Please, 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 don't think I'm downplaying what Alex Smith was able to do. If you've seen the injury, if you've seen what his before and after pictures look like, they are absolutely breathtaking. Uh, his leg looked like he got run over by a eighteen wheeler, and for him to come back and have the courage to play and and you know go through two years of rehab is unbelievable. Props to the man, uh, but no. He, he he he's not the comeback player of the year in my mind. Uh, just for for coming back, I think Cam Newton, uh, a guy who set out a year last year and could lead the Patriots to the playoffs, is more deserving. I think Big Ben, who is who, who missed last season with an injury and is going to lead the Steelers to a playoffs, is more deserving.
0: Yeah, and I, I'll help you out and defend you there. I also agree. Now, if Alex Smith wins the award, good for him. Yeah, no, good. I'm not. I'm not going yeah. to blink good about it. Good for him. That's awesome. But now, if he if he Ends up starting and ends up, you know, getting washed into a better record. Okay, a little bit more understanding. But he only played, you know, a half of a quarter. Only had like 72 yards. Uh Cam Newton, a guy that people wouldn't sign. He had it because they thought he was one and done, you know, with his MVP year. Big Ben, he's getting older and older. He gets hurt, comes back. There's a lot of guys that d- deserve the award. If he wins it, good for him. If not, you know what? There's a lot of other people that can uh, get the award. So, we'll see who gets the comeback player of the year. Hey, it? next year, uh, there's three really good candidates already for comeback player
1: of the year. You've got Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, and then uh, Nick Bosa. you got Nick
0: Bosa, who's also out for the year. Look, I love uh, Dak Prescott, but just because he got hurt, I'm still going to hate on him. Give me Saquon Barkley. The <laughs> GOAT. Uh, going on to the next game, the Houston Texans. Finally, Romer Cornell gets his first win. He is old, old, old. But he wins 30-14 to 14 against the Jags. Man, I tell you what, the Jags are bad, but Garner Mishnew is pretty good. I think I think the Jags got their quarterback. Do you agree with me? Yeah, uh beforehand I wouldn't have said that. Uh before the season, I know we we talked
1: a lot of mess about the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they're changing my mind. You know, they've got some young, exciting players. Uh talk about undrafted free agent James Robinson, FCS former Illinois State running back, is tearing it up in the NFL. Good for him. They're saying that he's got a chance to break the rookie undrafted free agent rushing record, and so that's awesome. DJ Chalk's good. LaVisca Chenault is a name that I bet you haven't heard. That dude can play. He plays receiver and running back for Jacksonville. And so,
0: you know, that team's not ready right now. But I think in a couple years, it could be better. Yeah, I think uh, Garner's playing with a chip on his shoulder. And another player on the Jaguars is Miles Jack. Great linebacker, one of the highest ranked linebackers in the NFL. So it's good to see that they have some room to improve, but you know they're not the worst team in the NFL. Like the whole state of New York is. Uh, for we got two teams that have not won a game yet: Panthers and the Falcons. Panthers win 23 to 16. Nothing really to say there. The Falcons are looking rough. And then over in the Vikings, this game was a little bit better. Vikings and Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks win 27 to 26. Vikings are looking a little bit better. Is, was this an off game for the Seahawks? Or is the Vikings finally picking it back up? It was a
1: little bit of both. Uh, I hate the coaching decision at the end that the Vikings made. They go for it on fourth down to put the game away deep, deep in the Seahawks end zone. Instead of taking the field goal, they would have put them by, up by eight. Uh, the way I look at it is, okay, if you don't get it, you give Russell Wilson the ball to go and potentially win the game. If you, if you don't go for it and you kick the field goal, you give Russell Wilson the ball with the potential to tie the game. And right now, Russell Wilson is not the guy to bet against.
0: Yeah, you, you. we were talking about it earlier. You have Russell Wilson as your MVP, one and two, because there's nobody else next to him. And I say this, you know, Russell Wilson can't have a close game anymore because, and, this is my, and it's a little biased, but I think Aaron Rodgers is a close second for that MVP running. The Packers just look so good. And whoever has the worst game first will kind of make the MVP race a little bit different. But, you know, Russell Wilson, he hasn't had MVP... I I read something. And I don't know if it's true. He's never even had an MVP vote. Russell Wilson, yeah, yeah. no, never, never, had never a vote. even had a vote nope. ever in his career. That's crazy to me. Nope. Because they're always in the picture. What do you think it is? Is it, is it because you know he 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 loses bad games, or is there always a player that does really well that year? Why is it that he hasn't had a vote yet?
1: Well, I think it's just. I think it's just there's a there's a guy that does a little better than him each year. You know, you had your last two MVPs are Lamar Jackson, who had. One of the best statistical years of all time, and Patrick Mahomes, who had one of the best statistical years of all time. So it's not that Russ is doing bad or he's doing something wrong. He's just, you know, not doing as good as someone else.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that also goes with the point you made in a couple episodes earlier that there's always a, a new guy, and the everyone new guy. loves the new guy yep. to go in the MVP yep. rate. And when you're so consistent like Russell Wilson, I mean, and he has good stats, but he, he doesn't have a year where he explodes. Is this a year? It could be. It's looking on track to be. You know, but I don't know if you saw this. They showed the uh, the passing the passing yards. Dak is still like three hundred yards ahead. No, I, I
1: honestly I saw that, and I would say there's a good chance that even after this week. Dak is still in first place in NFL passing, which is unbelievable.
0: And yeah, that just shows how good he's been having a season, and also how bad your defense is. How <laughs> can you have a quarterback that is three hundred yards ahead of the other top four quarterbacks, and y'all still be losing these games? That that's just a cow. Cowboys are doing cowboy things, you know. Yeah. That's hard to argue. So another another score is the Bucs lose to the Bears twenty to nineteen. Are you ready to say that the Bears are legit? Or are they just still getting lucky,
1: dude? I, I'm not ready to say that the Bears are legit. I think they got lucky in this one. I could not believe that the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dropped this one because Chicago is not that good. Uh Nick Foles didn't really play that well. Their offense is lackluster. They have a they have a good defense. You know, Khalil Mack is obviously a stud, but. I, I think Buccaneers are, are a better team than the Bears, but you know, in the
0: end, they, they just came up short. Yeah, it, it, the Bears have a good game. The Bucks have a good game. It, I guess down the line, watching the Packers and Bears might actually be an interesting game if they keep getting these these lucky wins like this. The Ravens, they beat the Bengals 27-3. The Ravens are still moving down the line. They're still the number two team in the AFC. The number one team in the AFC, and a little shock. They lose to the Raiders 40-32. Now, you know, I always ask you this question, is this a bad Chiefs game or is the Raiders we, and we were we've been hyping up the Raiders. They got a young core, they look really nice. Was this a bad Chiefs game or a really good Raiders game? I think it's a really good Raiders
1: game, Dalton. I think the Chiefs played fine, you know, they didn't play awesome on defense, obviously, but the Raiders offense just looked really really athletic and 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 you know, Derek Carr was slinging that thing. Uh, Darren Waller, I know you're you're a tight end, so you respect it. But Darren Waller is unbelievable. That dude is a walking mismatch. And so, you know, Josh Jacobs is toting the rock. Uh, this is a big win for for Las Vegas. I don't, they're not better than the Chiefs. Uh, I won't say that. I don't care if they beat them or not. But big win for the Raiders. Uh, John Gruden is a stud, and there there's good times
0: coming in Las Vegas. Now let me ask you this: I got two matchups for you. The Ravens versus the Raiders, and the Raiders versus the Steelers. Who would win both those games?
1: Ooh, man. Uh, I think, I, you know, again, let me go back to say that I do not think that the Raiders are better than the Chiefs. Uh, we saw what the Chiefs did to the Ravens, and so, uh, ooh, man, I, that's tough. But I, give me the Ravens over over the Raiders. I think the Raiders can, can play on par with the Steelers. I need to see some more out of them, but uh, – Dang, I, give me the Steelers. Give me the Steelers and the Ravens in those, but there they are close matches. The the Raiders are relevant. Uh, they could definitely be a playoff team this year, uh, given that Houston isn't any good. They're not going to make the wild card, and, and the Colts are, are okay. And so, you know, you you could see a, a Steelers – uh, Raiders and Patriots wild card, potentially.
0: Yeah, it's good to see John Gruden. A lot of people were coming for his head because he kind of struggled. And they're in Las Vegas to get the Death Star. Everything's looking good for the Raiders. Uh in other news, 49ers, they are not looking very good. They lose to the Dolphins. We called it. That's another one, Dalton. Man, but look, it's not the 49ers' fault. They they literally lost almost everybody on the yeah, team. Yeah, but,
1: but, but Jimmy Garoppolo comes back this week and gets benched. And so, you know, you're... you're, you're returning Super Bowl starting quarterback gets benched in the second half. That is not a good look through five weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, and it's good to see uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick balling up. i got two questions for you. What's going on with Tua Tong and Valo? Are they just being safe because of his injury? Can you see him playing at the end of the year? And for the 49ers, rumor has it is that the Niners are thinking of moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Is there a team you can see him landing on? Man, um, you know, the two a thing, uh I think
1: that they're they're being cautious with their their top 5 draft pick. Uh and and Ron Fitzpatrick is playing efficient right now, you know. He's he's a smart guy, he's a veteran obviously. Uh he's played on every team in the NFL basically, and he's playing good right now winning winning the Dolphins some good games. I mean, you know, regardless of of San Francisco being good or not, that's that's a overmatched game for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and so big win for them. Uh, as far as Jimmy Garoppolo, um, man, he's better than than other starting quarterbacks in the NFL, but not many of them. Uh, I'm not a huge Jimmy guy. I think he's a facilitator. You know, I think last year he he got handed the keys to a a well-crafted machine. Uh, you know, they they run the ball as good as anyone in the league, and their defense was unbelievable. And, you know, a couple guys go down on defense and, and it's showing this year that that the San Francisco 49ers are are not the NFC champions that we saw last year.
0: Yeah, we both were really low on the Niners. We thought it was a fluke, and uh, I guess it's coming true. And in other news, for games, the Saints beat the Chargers thirty to twenty-seven. Justin Herbert, he's looking like a franchise quarterback. And Drew Brees, they 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 win the game, but the Saints are not looking like the Saints that were once before. And then our last game, the pick'em or not the last game, uh, Tuesday Night Football, the Bills, which was awesome. I'm not complaining about Tuesday fo- Tuesday Night Football. Not I really enjoyed it. But we had to watch your boy get absolutely dominated by the Tennessee Titans. 42-16, to 16, the Titans win. Derrick Henry is a doggy doggy dog. dog. Where do you put the Titans in the AFC?
1: Man, uh, we had this conversation earlier, and I'm pretty sure I said that they were the third best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs and the Ravens. Uh, but definitely a team that can uh, get back to the AFC championship. Dude, don't leave any doubt. Mike Vrabel right now is on fire. That dude is... Probably through five weeks the Coach of the Year, in my opinion. I know you're going to say Lafleur, but Mike Vrabel was really doing his thing. You know, they were out of the uh, office for two weeks uh, because of all the corona stuff. And to come out and to beat a talented Buffalo Bills team, uh, my Cinderella team, is really impressive.
0: Yeah, Mike Vrabel just seems like the guy you want to play for. And Tennessee is doing really well. I, I was high on Tennessee, uh, even though I put the Texans ahead of them. Wow, I look foolish. But the uh, Titans look really good. They're going to make a good run. And our final game, our pick game, another team, the AFC South. You picked them, and you lost. The Colts uh, lose to the Browns, 32-23. to Man, the Browns looking really good this I year. I guess they're legit. I mean, I guess I have to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, I'm, you know, this was a year that Baker kind of had to prove himself, or he might have been getting the boot. And finally, the Browns have been winning games. I, I saw a stat that... Baker Mayfield now has the most wins in the Browns stadium, and he's like tied with Ben Roethlisberger or something like that. <laughs> that just shows how bad the Browns have been these last couple years. Maybe the Browns can be a Cinderella team and make a good run. So Let's get on to our picks. We have some good games this week, some tough ones. Let's start off with the the two Toilet Bowl games. We have Ofer versus Ofer, Atlanta at Minnesota. Who do you got for this stinky game? Wait, that one's Ofer and Ofer? Really? Yeah. Wow.
1: Oh. Dude. Uh, wow. So, uh, you know, Atlanta, uh, hopefully they get back Julio Jones this week. Obviously, that'll play a big role in their offense. But their defense is possibly the worst in the NFL. Carolina absolutely dismantled them last week. And so give me the Minnesota Vikings in this one. Uh, I hear that Dalvin Cook's not going to play, but Alexander Madison looked really impressive in the loss versus the Seahawks. So for that, give me the Vikings.
0: Man, I did not know who to pick for this game. They are both very bad. So I, I looked at the quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. And I've been hating on Matt Ryan this whole time, but I hate Kirk Cousins more. And with them losing, possibly losing Dalvin Cook, that's very big. So gimme Atlanta. If we're going jerseys, I like the jerseys. I'm a big fan of the, you know, little the little the mesh, the red and the black. I like Atlanta. Gimme the Falcons on that one. The next game is another toilet bowl game. The Washington football team at the New York Giants. Another team that you know either one could win. Who you got for Washington versus Giants? I'm going to be honest with you, Dalton. I can
1: guarantee you I will not watch one second of this football game this weekend. I promise you I will not do it. Uh, so next week when we talk about it, let's spend as little time as we can on it because I'm not watching. But. I liked what I saw out of the Giants versus the Cowboys. Darius Slayton was playing really well for them out at receiver. Daniel Jones looked like he was a decent NFL quarterback, and Devontae Freeman, the uh, newly signed New York Giant, looked like uh, like Atlanta Falcon Devontae Freeman. So give me give me the Giants in this one.
0: Yeah, this is another game that you know either one could win because they're both bad. But the Giants put thirty four points on against the Cowboys. So give me the Giants. Daniel Jones is doing something. I don't think Kyle Allen is a starting quarterback. Washington football team is not that good. Neither are the Giants. So give me the Giants on this one. Next game, we have a good matchup. Two really good teams. Cleveland, they've been proving themselves. We were just talking about a Cinderella team. And then Pittsburgh, they've been strong. Comeback player of the year, possibly. Who you got for this heavy matchup? Yeah, so uh, this is a great indicator of of how legit Cleveland
1: is because undoubtedly in the history of the Browns organization, their daddy is the pittsburgh steelers that's no secret ben brosberger absolutely owns cleveland uh he has a house in cleveland i hear it's at the stadium he dominates that place and so we're going to really see what what browns uh what the cleveland browns are all about but i'm sticking with the steelers their defense is unbelievable i think big ben is playing really well right now he's got a great staple of receivers in chase claypool juju smith schuster and deontay johnson
0: now, hear me out here. You said it, don't yourself. Do it. You said it don't yourself. do it. You said it yourself. Don't do it. You said it yourself. You're going to lose your lead. Cleveland. One of these days, I'm going to nail all these. One of these days. But every time, I have the upper hand. Now, hear me out. You said it yourself. Cleveland needs this game to prove themselves. They always lose. And they're playing at Pittsburgh. How cool would it be if the Browns show up and dominate and finally say, look, we are not getting bullied any longer? Now, I picked the Browns last week. And they won, and I was a little bit nervous about them because they you know they go out, they dominate the Cowboys, they go out and they beat the Colts. So give me the Cleveland Browns in a shocker. Baker Mayfield, he got all the swag. They still have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. You know, they Odell Beckham's had not the best years, but he's still Odell Beckham. Lately he's played well though. Yeah, and they have Jarvis Landry. I think the Cleveland Browns are gonna finally cement themselves as a contender and they're going to do it by going through the team that they always lose to. Give me the Cleveland Browns. Next game, Green Bay at the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers just lost to the Bears. Green Bay, the number one ranked team in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, MVP running. Matt LaFleur, coach of the year running. Devontae Adams returns. That is big time. You know you know my answer, so I'm going to say it right now. We're going to run through the Bucs, and we're going 5-0. And it's going to be great for me, undefeated. Who do you have for this one?
1: Man, I know Father Tom never loses. Uh, you know, he he's he's gonna he's gonna one day beat Tom Brady. Uh, but I think that I think that Tom Brady bounces back this week. You know, he's gonna get Chris Godwin back, it sounds like. He's got Mike Evans, uh, he's got a couple decent running backs, and the Buccaneers defense is playing really well. So uh I think, you know, since Buccaneers is uh is the home team this week, give me Give me Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, man. Humphreys. How many I know, times? I know. I how know. many times you picked against the Packers? I know. I'm gonna lose this one. I'm sure. But but give me give me Bruce Arians. Give me Mike Evans. Give me Chris Godwin. Sayonara to your undefeated record, Green Bay Packers.
0: Let me ask you this: Tampa Bay, do you think full stadium? Mm. Mm. No, probably not.
1: Probably not. It's probably not the smartest thing to do uh, in the NFL right now, given all the the corona stuff, and so. Uh, you know, 50% capacity, yes, probably. Full, eh, probably not right now.
0: It's going to be a good matchup. Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, always a good matchup. Uh, the next game, we have the Rams at San Francisco. Now, last year, this probably would have been a better matchup. You know, this year, the San Francisco is looking rough. The Rams little sleeper team. They're doing really well. So who are you picking for Rams-San Francisco?
1: Man, Sunday Night Football. I uh, like this matchup. I think it's going to be an entertaining one. Uh, San Francisco hasn't played well lately, but I expect them to to bring out all the stops this week uh, to try and beat uh, Sean McVay. But give me the Rams. Uh I think that I think that they're playing well right now. They're playing their game, kind of kind of methodical, kind of slow. Uh, you know, you never know what version you're going to get. Are we going to throw it 30 times or are we going to run it 30 times? Uh, and so give me the Rams in this one. I love their
0: uniforms if that's how we're picking. And so uh Sean McVeigh for the win. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams as well. You know, I didn't in the beginning, I didn't think they were going to be that good. They really surprised me this year and San Francisco they got to do something. they got to have to have a, a redo and click click that reset button and figure everything out and have a good comeback. But uh, give me the ramps for this one. Now, next matchup, I think if I didn't watch the Bills and Titans game, I would have maybe had a little surprise pick and went Buffalo. Buffalo or Kansas City at Buffalo. Josh Allen struggled against the Titans, you know, and Kansas City. They both lost last week. Kansas City lose to the Raiders. Who gets the comeback win? Is it Mahomes or is it Allen? Ooh, yeah, both coming off
1: losses, both really good teams in the AFC. Uh, I think Buffalo maybe came back down to earth a little bit against Tennessee this last week, and so I'm not going to bet against the Super Bowl champions. Uh, They're the best team in the AFC for sure, possibly in the league, and so give me Mahomes in this one. I expect it to be a good game, however, uh, but I'm actually being a little biased in this one because my – my regular season bowl fantasy football matchup, his quarterback is, in fact, Mr. Josh Allen. And so I'm hoping uh, hoping he plays like he did this last week uh, against the Titans
0: versus the Chiefs. Yeah, it's going to be a good battle between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. But, uh, you know, I always like to make the crazy pick, but I'm going to go with the safe pick. You never go against the Chiefs, even though they did lose to the Raiders, but... That was a fluke loss, and I think they're going to come back a little angry that they lost to the Raiders, and they're going to put up a lot of points against. Oh, the Bills but Holmes might
1: score like twelve touchdowns. This yeah, week.
0: He, he's playing angry, and it's going to be it's going to be a bad matchup for Buffalo. And our final game, and I think it's going to be if Dak was still healthy, this might have been the best game of of this week. Arizona at Dallas. Arizona are my boys, maybe my second favorite team behind the Packers. Dallas is Dallas for you. Andy Dalton's first start as a Dallas Cowboy. What do you got in this Arizona-Dallas matchup?
1: Man, I think this is going to be a really exciting game. Uh, it's the second game on Monday Night Football. Uh, you know, if if we had Dak in this one, I would take Dallas in a heartbeat. Not even think about it. Uh, Kyler Murray is playing some pretty good football right now. DeAndre Hopkins looks like the best receiver in the league. Uh, don't still can't fathom that Houston traded him, but whatever. Uh, you know, they lost Chandler Jones for the season. Uh, that's a big loss on the on the Cardinals' defense. Cowboys defense is terrible. So despite Andy Dalton, this being his first start, I see this being a really high-scoring matchup. And Cowboy Nation, I'm about to do something, okay? And 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 I wanna I want it to be known that I'm only doing this for Cowboys purposes, okay? But I haven't had great luck this year picking games, okay? And I and I consider myself a smart guy, and so I haven't had great luck, and so I'm gonna try to reverse jinx myself, if you will. Gimme the Cardinals in this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold Andy Dalton to his first start. We I think he's probably gonna probably gonna have some hiccups, some ups and downs. Uh in the long run I think we'll be fine, but give me the cardinals in this one. Hopefully hopefully I'm wrong.
0: Man, hump. A reverse jinx pick. You know had what that it. sounds like? Had to do it. That sounds like the cry of a desperate man. I have never seen you pick against the Cowboys, and that just shows how good I'm doing in picking them. That you're so nervous that you're picking against your guys. I'm not going to lie. Everything you just said is 100% accurate. Man, it feels good to be the champ. Let me tell you something. Your defense is so bad. It's bad. And Kyler Murray and that offense is really good. I think Kyler Murray might have seven touchdowns against the Cowboys.
1: Easy, man. Three of them that Easy he runs himself. Now. Hey, one Kyler Murray stat that I want to throw out there, okay? Kyler Murray is 6-0 at AT AT&T Stadium, okay? He's never played there professionally, Dalton. He's won three state titles. He's won a Big 12 championship in that building. So that worries me. You're right. Maybe he scores six touchdowns.
0: Maybe he scores seven touchdowns. But I know for sure that he's won a lot of ballgames in that building. AT&T Stadium is the house that Kyler built. Honestly. He's going to run through there. Now, let me tell you this. You have a great receiving core. Do we trust Andy Dalton that much? I say no. I think he's a great quarterback, but I, with his first start, I don't think we can trust him. It's, it's going to come down to Zeke, and I don't know if they're going to do it. But with Chandler Jones being out, that's a big one. But give me Arizona. They're my boys. I love Arizona. I'll pick Arizona forever, forever, forever. Before before we go, let me, let me ask you a question, Dalton.
1: I, I was thinking about this today, uh, earlier today. If the Cowboys take a more Tennessee Titans approach, to their games, do you think that that is a recipe for success for them? And what I mean by that is, I'm talking handing the ball off 25 times a game, okay? Ride Zeke until the wheels fall off, okay? Win time of possession, okay? Score in the red zone, and throw one-on-one matchups, okay? Keep your defense off the field, because our defense is terrible. And I don't I don't think that our defense is as good as the Titans. But I think that, I, I, I think it would be foolish to say that Andy Dalton and Ryan Tannehill aren't pretty similar in skill sets,
0: okay? And we have a much better receiving core than the Tennessee Titans, but they make it work. What do you think? I mean, I agree with you. You kind of said it yourself. If there's any team that can do that, you know, a Derrick Henry, it's an Ezekiel Elliott. He's a big running back. He can do that where he can take all the snaps. And you have Tony Pollard, who's a good backup running back. So I think you can drive down the field, get everyone to kind of get into the box, and then you have three great receivers you can throw it around to. So I agree 100%. Andy Dalton doesn't have to do a lot of the work to be a good offense. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think that first year that when, you know, Tony Romo gets benched, Dak Prescott comes in, it kind of seemed like Zach was getting, or not Zach, but Zeke was getting more and more carries, and they didn't rely on Dak as much, and it proved to be successful as you all had those two really good winning seasons. So I think, I think Dak, I think y'all's problem is you rely on Dak a little bit too much when you have a good running back like Zeke. I know he's still throwing 500 yards, but when you can just when you can just drive down the field, kind of like Navy does, you know, we talk about college football all the time. Those teams that just drive down and wear out the defense, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good offense. And look at the Titans; they really only have Derrick Henry. They, you know, they've been building other receivers, but they've had Derrick Henry, and it's proven as a good uh, solution. So I agree with you. I think Zeke can take the carries and he can do the work. I think he wants to do the work. He always says, "Feed me." Shoot, he got a tattooed on his <laughs> stomach. Feed Zeke, and it might work. You know Arizona's defense isn't special, so it could work. We could have a surprise, and your reverse Jinx could work, and Dallas could get that win.
1: Uh, actually, today Dalton, I saw on social media that someone placed a five hundred dollar bet on Andy Dalton to win MVP. Uh, oh that the payout is a hundred and fifty grand uh, if if he nails that don't think
0: that's going to happen, but boy, would that be a story. I mean, hey, that's a new guy to be in the MVP race. (laughs) He will probably win it. Yeah. And your whole Mike McCarthy. Hey, he could be comeback player of the year. That Could be. uh, If he he leads Dallas to the playoffs, it could happen. Well, we had a good episode this week. We have a lot of fun picks NFL. We got a lot of things to talk about next week. You know, we had new uniforms. We had some Corona. We had your poor injury of your boy. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up episode fourteen, man? Just uh, happy to happy to have football and uh, always talk about it. Well, good luck in your regular season bowl. I'm excited to see what happens with it next year or next week. We will see y'all in the next episode.